That quote, I didn't know I was like an Office fan mm -hmm. until I got to the end of The Office. Yep. That that quote spoke so deeply to me. Or he said, I wish I knew. I we wish I knew we were in the good times before they were already gone. And bro, like, this, the, the life you're living right now Man. is your good time that you're going to look back on. episode today I want to show you a little bit of our merch that we got going on one of the things that we're known for is our hats you've maybe seen us on Friday nights giving out our AA player of the week and uh, that's been like really great for us but I wanted to show you like this is why you need some of our hats okay number one big homie thought he was about to take up some space wow <laughs> no, I'm just kidding <laughs> we got all kinds of flavors here okay Buy your AA merch, vc2art.com slash hats, vc2art.com slash hats. Go get a freaking trucker, man. I don't know what else to tell you. Go get one. So my wife was telling me, like I asked her, what did she think I am on a scale of one to 10? Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it. Yeah, and so that spawned a few follow-up questions, obviously, like, well, what is, is his personality in this? Is you know, just looks in this, like what is, what, what rounds you out as like a number okay. on the scale? And I said, all right, if we're going off with just looks and she said 10 and I was like, no, a 10 to 10, bro. No, he said that because bad. no, I'm like, you're lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you don't believe you're a 10, but she does. I think so. Okay. That's where the conversation went where mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I, I think looks are one thing to a person right and mm -hmm. then personality also like so if you throw the personality in i feel like you should want to walk around thinking i'm a 10 with my looks and my personality but here's the thing truth is like personality i feel like can only bring you up so three many to four levels. top three right? max so if i'm like a six so like she, I can't be a ten unless I have like the best personality ever, and I know my personality is not that. You know, your personality's up there, bro. I gotta give credit. You're, well, you're up there. Dog. Yeah, but you like got, she, I'm probably, also kind of shitty sometimes. She probably, you know, like we just gotta. She probably said that like she's being like seven looks, but your personality's just that dominant that you get that plus four yeah, instead I, of plus three. I want you her to me? think that. You know what I mean? But also to just say you're ten off of looks, I'm like. Could we have a real conversation here? <laughs> so you're saying right now, right? You sit at a smooth seven by your looks. Personality. And that's generous, I feel that's like. That's generous. Okay. So you're saying. Because, like, what's a 10? Who's a 10? What is considered a 10? Let's talk about that. Let's just that. talk about looks. What's considered a 10? Because I threw out people, and she was like, I don't think they're a 10. And I'm like. What do you consider a 10? I'm curious. Me? Yeah. Like, for a guy? Yes. <laughs> Didn't think we would be no talking homo. about this today. Um I think, like, probably somebody who's got a good build, you know, like, actively works out. Okay. You know, muscles. Okay. And, like, clean haircut, clean facial hair. So I'm trying to figure out, like, who kind of fits this mold. Um, who's the dude who's, like, was Aquaman? Are you talking about uh, Jason? Uh, Jason Momoa? Yes. Yeah. Like, someone that looks like that is, to me, like a 10 for a guy. Okay. Right? But I said that to my wife, and she's like, no, nah, I don't think he's a 10. And I'm like then what do you think's a 10? Because you just called me a 10. And if I stand in the same... 
So, to, all right. To keep rolling off this, me and Swing went to the fashion show. Okay. David Allen fashion show. Okay. And we're standing there. And I've never been to an event like this. First okay. of all, the swag was impeccable. You did your thing. I didn't do shit. David Allen, I sat so well. I, Dave, good job. <laughs> yeah. So he called me up. He was like, "I want you know, I want you to be part of the show. I want you to donate a painting. I want you to you know walk the stage. I'll create like your your look." And then I was like, "Perfect," because I don't have a suit. Like right. I, this is literally how I dress all the time. I'm aware. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, I show up to this event wearing the suit that he like. I sat down with him and I was just like, "Dude, creative freedom." Go do what you're going to do. Design whatever you want for me. And he was like, I think a bomber jacket would be sick mm. for you because, like, you're more athletic, sporty type, right, right, you know, right, right. look. And so I was like, perfect. And then another side trail off this story is that I show up at the event, and I didn't know how to wear the, like, lapels. And I, like, had them kind of folded down. And the guy who helps, you know, manufacture, I guess, the suits for David came up to me. This is, like, right before I walk. So we've been there for three hours. Right. And he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, these are supposed to, like, and you had to fix you like real come quick. up. Not, and he's like, I, and he, he did it so sweet. Like, he was like, I love that, like, you created, like, lapels out of it, but, like, let me help you kind right. of thing. So he was, like, very kind. But I also felt like I was probably walking around here. And, like, then I think about David, like, when he probably first saw me and, like, saw me walk up with it, like, <laughs> folded down. He's probably like, this motherfucker. <laughs> I'd make you like the sickest jacket and you want to wear it, it wrong. So, sorry, David. Um, where was I going with this? That you don't think you're a 10 for whatever reason? Oh, because we're standing in this room, okay. right? It's like they had like a cocktail hour before everything kind of moved right. to the main party and then the, the stage where you walk. Right. So we're, we're sitting there. I don't know what's going on. We're probably like the first people there and we're watching people come in, bro. These dudes, okay. They come in the room. Both like, of them about 6'5", 250. Like. What's like slow motion frame rate? Because that's what they were walking in. Like, just coming into the room like this. Swag on 30. Just shut the shut it down. Look yeah, at each bro, other. The and then look. simultaneously walk to the bar. And I said to Swing in the moment, I'm not, I'm as straight as it comes. But I was like, those guys own this room. Like, <laughs> like those guys right there. Ten. That's a ten. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a damn. I don't even know why I was talking to my wife about this. This is out of the blue one day. But it's the truth, though. It's a good. It's a good ass like, conversation. What do you think? Like, what do you think I am? So, what do you think you are? What is? Hold on. What is? Now let's let's talk about this. What is all the variables that go into being an actual ten, though? Okay. Besides I think, looks. I think looks, personality. Okay. Um, career. Okay. Like, mm. do you enjoy it or mm. do you hate it? Mm. Okay. Because it doesn't matter. Like, you could be, He's you, talking, could, you could work at a shoe store and freaking love your day to day. Yeah. Right? And that's better than. That just adds to your personality. It yeah. amplifies who you are. Yeah. yeah. Career now. is separate from your bank account. I agree. You know, like, you could, you could have a, like, that's the thing. You could have a great career that you love, and then you bring joy into that relationship because you love what you do, but you don't make a lot of money, so that knocks off a few points. Right, right, right. But right. what's the scale the other way is, like, you make a lot of money, but you're not present in your life. Come on. So it's kind of like a wash. Yeah. Mm. You know? See, and I agree with that. I like those three. Are you athletic? There you that's go. That's kind of part of it, too. Yes, like, come on. I, listen, like, I couldn't be married. I feel like if I was going to – I'd be so nervous to see, like, how my kids are going to run to first base if, like, Lindy was out here running like Bro. this. 
You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? Like, like, you got to yo, scope them out. That's what Ocho Cinco like, says. He says on the first date, you got to make your girl run 100. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, because, like, I'm going to love my kids anyway, but, like, come on, bro. Like, I need yeah, you to go sure. hard. But here's yeah. the thing, though. Like, even if you're not super athletic, do you have a work ethic? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like, if I could see you working out every single day of the week or you're putting in time where you're doing extra than most, mm-hmm. that at least I could hope for my kids to get my athleticism and your and our hard work. Right. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But, like, if you really ain't got... Yeah, I feel like I'm very judgy in this episode. I'm not trying to say, like, <laughs> if you're not athletic, I don't think you're a good no, person. No, but listen, but listen like, we're talking real stuff, though, because, like, I'm not trying to marry somebody that's not guaranteeing me a Division One athlete. Or, well, a divi- or at least... I'm at, in trouble. At <laughs> least. I was D2, and Lindy's dad's 5'4", so I'm just praying that he comes. Yeah, you know. Maybe <laughs> we should. might just start with golf, like, at a young age. And, you know, he might win in life with that. You, you know, know what I'm saying? But even if it's not, like, they're super athletic, like, whatever my child does, like, I want them to be 100% at it. So it, with that said, when I'm looking at a 10, man, it's how you treat the people around you. Because, like, and how you work on the things you care about. Yes. Mm-hmm. How you treat the people around you and how you work on the things you care about. And this is why. It's because if you care about something and you're half-assed about it, then you're going to be half-assed in the relationship. Mm-hmm. If you care about something, you're like, you know what? I'm gung-ho. I'm going to figure it out. I like that because it shows that you got grit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. that means if we have a kid, right, your kid in some sort is going to be able to watch the values of his father and watch the values of his mother oh. and say, like, this is the path I'm trying to walk. Whether he goes off and does the complete opposite, eventually at some point in time, he looks at what was taught to him, what was told to him, and says, that's the way I should go. So that's why I look at, like, what you work on and how much you care about it. And then the last thing I look at, and I agree with everything you said, athleticism is definitely up there for me. Like, I'm not... That's like if you don't mm-hmm. got it, then we. Lindy was talk. top server in seventh grade volleyball, and that's when I knew I was like, <laughs> you was in the game. She's the one. You was in the game. <laughs> They're out there like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Still underhand serving that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Head over heels. But the last one to me is is like, motherly instinct. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Is because like, I need somebody who's genuinely not only going to take care of what we have together, but also hold it down at the crib. You know what I'm saying? Is because like things do get hard. They get tough, man. We're humans, bro. We all go through something. But, like, if you're going to do this, you must understand, like, this comes with a lot. I feel like a lot of people say they're ready to be parents until they're actually parents. And with that said, like, you see certain young mothers out there, and I, and I know a couple friends and a couple of you who don't really want to, they don't want to involve themselves with really being that, a mother. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they rather, they want to try to be a mother, but they haven't had the opportunity yet to fully go into that. So women who genuinely take that role on, you know what I mean? And I see it in certain, certain different ways. It could be around your friends. Mm-hmm. It could be around your, your nephew, your niece, yeah. your Like, cousin. I always knew Lindy was going to be a great mom because when we'd go out and, like, party with our friends, she'd be the one that was, like, you are feel you me? good? Like, you feel me? Taking care of people, making That's sure important. they get home safe. Like, yeah. That's important. Because it was usually me that she was taking care of. Yeah. So like, and that's like, the thing, She's going to be great for my kids someday. But it's also, like, I think of, like, yo, like, what's your – this is something that I'm realizing as I get older is, like, what's your emotional intelligence? Like, are you somebody who just, like, everything about life, like, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to, I don't care, right? Or are you somebody who genuinely is going to sit down, take the time, and listen? You feel me? Because I thought a lot about what Tyler has said, right? And Tyler speaks a very sincere thought process that I haven't actually thought about. He said, as a man, right, and I don't care what people think a man is supposed to be nowadays because I feel like a lot of people have their mind skewed on what it should be, but this is my personal version. As a man, right, I'm willing to take care of every single thing you could possibly think of in a household if I have to. Mm. No problem, right? 
if you told me that I need to wash dishes by my dolo, I could do it. If I need to cook for myself all the time, I could do it. I could honestly do anything that a person could do for me. But what I can't do is, is I can't always be there for me. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like, I need you to be there for me when I can't. When I mentally am struggling, are you going to listen or are you going to walk away? Yeah, it's important. It's important. You mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? And if not, that might be the top important one yeah. for me. Yeah. So that, to me, is hard to say what's a 10, because a 10 at first sight might be a 5 at heart. Yeah. Oh, come on. Now, and, and yeah, and like, no, bro, because I think we have, like, over the... <laughs> I've been looking at the analytics on the, on the channel, mm -hmm. and I'd say our main demographic is like 25 to 35, somewhere in there. Right, but we've right, got right. a younger audience now, too, because we've been teaming up with Swing and right. doing like all the high school football stuff. Right. And those posts have been going crazy. We've been gaining a younger audience. So it's starting to like kind of, you know, widen the gap of how, how many people we're speaking to here. So like for the people that are, you know, I want you to speak into this as a high school football mm -hmm. coach. How, does, how many players have you seen that get distracted by their relationships all the time. Um, and then it actually affects their play on the field. All the time. So whether we're talking business or you're, you're an athlete, how would you – like what advice would you give them that maybe that they feel like they're starting to be in a bad relationship or, you know, maybe it's it's taking away from their day-to-day -day things that they care about and they're, they feel stuck or like – I've you? learned this, and I, I'm not great at this myself. I know it's something that I'm currently still working on, but I say this with all due respect, time and place, Right. I don't. I try not to. Can't say I'm always best at it. I don't take from what I'm going through at at work, home, and I don't take what's going on at home to work. Am I always great at that? No, because sometimes some things happen in my life are extremely severe, right? But mm -hmm. at the same time, like that's always my focus. Is like you have to be able to separate your lifestyles because once they merge at times, bro, you put yourself in a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. Because now you can, you're no longer performing at the level that you know you could perform because you're allowing things that currently have no control over you have control over you. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like you have to be able to separate yourself from what's the task at hand and what needs to be done, as well as what am I currently feeling? Because you can still feel that. I'm not telling you to get away, get rid of those feelings just by saying forget. It, I'm not going to think about it. No, but there's a time and a place. Just like there's a time and a place that you tell people on how you feel. Not everybody's supposed to know your story. Yeah, that's the truth. Like not everybody's supposed to know the full story. You understand? But the people who are supposed to know better know. Because if not, you're putting yourself in, again, another situation. Yeah. So there's time and place. Unfortunately, again, that could be very difficult. Every single situation is different from the last situation. As most people like to say, you're only as good as your last game. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And even for myself in the current situations that I've personally been in, bro, like, I can honestly say I didn't handle certain situations the way I personally would want to have handled them. But there's a decision to be made regardless. Are you somebody to because a difficult situation comes about to quit or are you a person who comes about with a difficult situation and says you know what it's going to be difficult that's okay mm -hmm. but let's still get this handled yeah yeah I, I think there's so much value in what you just said too and and i want to even like shift the conversation to sports specifically mm -hmm. and i want you to talk you know not even just about relationships um but i feel like when i was in high school i didn't really have first of all i didn't have social media because right. i'm old as shit. so like i didn't really have like a model of like how to get recruited like bro right. you're just sending te like CDs anywhere. out and just hoping that someone puts it into their <laughs> DVD player and watches it 100%. So like I want you to speak right now to the athletes who are you know we're coming to the end of football season which mm -hmm. is absolutely insane yeah. how fast this it was season has blink went. of an eye. Um I want you to speak to the guys who aren't getting the offers they thought they'd have by now. Mm -hmm. uh, who feel like maybe their team or their teammates or their coaches haven't put them in the right position 
to get those offers. You know, you're starting to feel defeated. Uh, you're starting to feel like you're comparing. You're seeing everybody post, you know, offer from this school, offer from this school, offer the, from this school, and you're just, you know, falling behind a little mm. bit. What kind of advice would you give them uh, to push through the rest of the season? I'd say ask yourself this question. Are you trying or are you doing? There's a difference. See, doing when you really want to do something, you're willing to do anything it takes in order for you to go out there and compete at your maximum level, right? But when you're trying, you're unsure about yourself. You haven't studied the playbook. Mm. You haven't taken care of your body. See, there's this misconception right now, I feel like in high school sports, that everybody's supposed to take care of you. But if you're not taking care of you, how can you expect another person to take care of you? It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. See, as an athlete, bro, it doesn't matter what you do in life, whether it's at home, whether it's on the field, it doesn't matter anything that you do. Either you're doing or you're trying. And if you're trying, you're not doing. Mm -hmm. That's just honesty. Yeah. You understand? So yeah. it's like with those things are coming to the end of the season and you're like, what else can I do to get recruited? What haven't you did? Ask yourself that question. And if you think that you genuinely did everything you possibly could, then what can you complain about? Yeah. And, you see and from like behind the camera, I see it all the time. After you ask yourself all those questions and you don't have anything else to give, don't be scared to run the long race. Like I, the transfer portal has changed so many things. Right. So many recruited things. is really, really so hard right now. So what would be your first step? Like right now, okay, so put yourself in their shoes, right? They're, they're, they don't have any offers, right. maybe two, three games left. Right. If you're on a winning team, you might have a couple playoff games. If right. not, you got probably two, three games left. Right. You know, maybe in your high school career, maybe in your playing career if things don't go well. 100%. Um, what's a practical step? For them to take like you know maybe take out the the history of like what you've done what you haven't done what happened to what didn't happen like right now you're sitting here thinking i want to play college football mm -hmm. and i know that i'm like i'm willing to put in the work i'm yep. willing to do whatever it takes i'm willing to like what's a first step for me it's seeing on where i'm going to go because some people don't get the opportunity right away to go division one due to the fact that the transfer portal is a real thing you understand so like with that said like if your opportunity was cut short due to say an injury or something that is that nobody expected to happen, but it happened to you, right? You now have an opportunity to start low and go high. That was never been done before ever mm -hmm. in college football until now. You couldn't start low and expect to go high. Now you go ball out at Division Three D two. Somebody's coming to look. Yep. Or well, if you go to JUCO, somebody's coming to look. I just figured out why we started talking about numbers. Hmm. Alabama's a natural ten. When you pull NIL into the deal, now <laughs> Tulane looks like a 10, too. No, because Colorado's here. Colorado's a 10, yeah, but it, it's a natural it. six. So let's talk about it. <laughs> Seriously, let's talk about it. NIL brings it to a 10. A coach brings it to a 10. A personality, That's a wild. culture. Because uh, you're, not, you're not just winning just because of your name anymore. right? you got to earn your So winning. now you just got to find a seat on that bus to whatever team that you're going to. So, okay, so, uh, you know. How much of a role as a high school athlete should your personal social media, like... Huge role. Huge. To be honest with you, huge. like, kids are not... I mean, it's not great to know this, right? Like, it, it, sh it shouldn't be a thing, but it is a thing. 100%. Where kids who are not even that talented are getting offers based off of how they're portraying themselves on their brand. And, and if you can bring in money to a school and a program and they're attention... They're going to take you. Over, like, if you're, if you're a, um, you know, let's say you're a four-star... Mm -hmm. and you have no personal brand mm -hmm. and you you know you play in like a market where nobody really knows your name mm -hmm. but you're a two-star <laughs> and you have a hundred and fifty thousand followers on social media they'll take you for the eyes they're gonna take you yeah. they're gonna offer just the you. same 
every bench has that kid at the end. We all know he don't play, but he's got straight A's. But here's the thing, though. Hey, now if yep. you got 150,000 followers, you're, you're the go. one who's bringing the marketing budget in. Now yep. here's the thing, though. With that said, right? With every good thing, there's a bad thing. You got to understand now with that, with great responsibility, right? Comes great power. Comes great Come. responsibility. Peter Parker. You feel me? <laughs> Peter Parker. So with that said, right, you got to think about what that looks like because business is a crazy place to be in. And I mm -hmm. feel like these kids misconstrued and misunderstand on what's really happening right now. You're no longer just playing a game, my boy. Yeah. Or my girl. It's not just a game no more. You're now doing business. Mm -hmm. So with that said, if you do not help the business, I'm not playing you. If yeah. you can't help the business, I'm going to go find somebody who can. Should should athletes get extra credits no. for playing a sport? No. Like, like you know, a class is work, worth mm -hmm. three credits. Mm -hmm. Should you get extra credits towards your degree if I'd you play a sport? Maybe like if you're like a PT major or something like that, maybe. Yeah. I like think it's like field hours? Right. Kind yeah. of. I think that you, you, you perhaps don't necessarily get extra credit, but almost it becomes a job. Mm -hmm. because essentially like what's going on is an athlete should never have to work while playing a sport it's just reality and I'm glad that they've found a way to make sure that, that doesn't happen because you got to think these kids are spending almost 320 days with the football team well I didn't play D1 but bro every chance I had to come home and work at finish line I was there because yeah. bro and it shouldn't have to be that way bro you spend so much time bro trying to be on a team right you're asked to go to study hall you're asked to do all these things where other kids are partying like social life really doesn't exist Mm -hmm. Like it exists, but it hardly does. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're if you're at a Division One school who's doing really well, bro. Like you're you're Friday, Saturday, Sundays taken. You get Monday off, mm -hmm. right? Imagine doing that now for damn near seven years. In my in my case, right, where I only get two weeks off to actually go be myself. Mm -hmm. Why do you think so many athletes don't really know who they are? They don't get time to actually realize who they are. Yeah, you know what I mean. The craziest thing for me is sometimes like you you hear these these athletes and then have them either come on a show or mm -hmm. like put a mic in front of them and they're like i don't know like i don't know what i like i don't know what i like to do outside of football i don't know what i like to like because nobody's ever told them yeah but you could you can go find something yeah you ain't listen if you didn't find art or you didn't know you liked art that's one thing that makes you probably a blessing to yourself is that you knew there was something else that you loved and you enjoyed a lot of these athletes don't know if there's anything else in this life that they mm -hmm. love and enjoy as much as they love playing ball yeah you know what i'm saying oh, i and know that, you went through it bro getting injured is like you don't know who you are. You don't. It's you the have most no idea. thing on the planet. You're trying to figure out yeah. like, your day-to-day -day life. Like, 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. used to be accounted for. Yeah. Now I got to figure out all those hours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's, 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 let's talk about transition. Like, there's NFL athletes who go through that. 100%, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's guys who made it to that next level and don't even enjoy of, it. The statistics of guys who also, not only that, but then they, they get done playing and they're broke within they're two broke. years. It's crazy. But you know why? Because what else do I have to do? I got to fill space now. Mm -hmm. And some people fill space with money. Yeah. Some mm -hmm. people fill space with bad substances. And some people fill space with negative things in their life. Seriously. Yeah. Relationships. Right? Relationships, uh, all the above, yeah. right? You'll put, you'll put yourself in toxic situations because, honest to God, because you're an athlete, getting through adversity is all you've ever known. So mm -hmm. you'll create adversity for yourself outside of your sport because you no longer have your sport to go beat that challenge. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. you see guys bankrupt, it's because they went through a tough situation. They have no way to cope now. Mm -hmm. Coping for them was going to go play ball. And that's just honesty. Now, what is coping? Doping, smoking, mm -hmm. drinking, yeah. thinking. And people get scared of that. Mm -hmm. They don't want to spend time with themselves, bro. And I'm, bro, I promise you, bro, I'm a prime example of that at one point, bro. Is not actually dealing with the fact that with the things that have happened in your life and it's okay to be you. 
mm-hmm. and you are just enough. Yeah. Right? Like, you as the athlete was a moment. What are yep. you going to do right now? Yeah. And they say, too, like, the money just magnifies who you are. So, like, bro, if you're in high school right now and you're struggling with, you know, relationships, you're struggling with, you know, taking care of your body, you're, you're struggling, with, like, when you get this NIL money, when you get this contract in the NFL, like, it's going to, if you don't make a change, it's going to take that issue that you have now and amplify and it. times that by a million mm-hmm. and see what that <laughs> feels like. You know what we call that? Suffocating. 100%. Or drowning. You see what I'm saying? Because, like, here's the thing about drowning and suffocating. Ha- this, is, no, this is getting crazy, right? This is getting crazy. Let's talk about drowning. Had you had the tools to know on how to handle it, if you knew how to swim, would you be drowning? Mm. Would nope. you drown? Nope. And that's the thing where we fall faulty. As friends, right, we don't hold each other accountable by checking up on our friends in that way. It's like, if I can teach you on how to be vulnerable, yeah. if I could teach you Like, on if how we to be go that. in the ocean, and I just see you out there just like, <laughs> You feel me? Bro, Trey, use your, use use your, your legs, legs, dog. Bro, like, what are you use your doing? legs. <laughs> like, seriously, Swim, though, dog. use your legs. Use your abilities. If like, I just watch you struggle and sink, like, damn, he should have used his legs. You feel <laughs> like, what I'm saying? Like, and you're out there watching. There's a lot of people who just watch and stare. Yeah. And there's people out there who step up to the plate, and that's what we call it. We always go back to it. Yo, what's up, tribe? You okay. feel me? Like, if I don't know, teach me. And if you don't know, let's find out. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I can't expect you to swim if nobody ever taught you. Yep. I can't tell you to use your legs if nobody taught you how to use your legs. Mm-hmm. So how can I expect you to open up if nobody's ever taught you? Mm-hmm. How can I tell you that it's okay that you lost a friend? How can I tell you that it's okay that you, that you had a serious situation happen in your life? I can't tell you that because you don't know how to open up. Because ain't nobody ever teach you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So as a friend or as a, a spouse or in a relationship, like, how much does that matter to you mm-hmm. as a friend? Yeah. Right? Let's, let's look from the outside in now. Let's go from the outside in looking as, as friendships helping somebody else out. How can you help what you don't know? Mm-hmm. How can you give to what you don't know? Can't. It's not possible. Right? It's, it's so weird. I heard someone say the other day, like, Things aren't obvious until they already are obvious. Come on. Like, there, there's so many things in my life where once the scenario plays out, I'm like, how did I not see this before? How did I Bro, not know that like trust. this was the wrong decision? <laughs> trust, I feel you. And then I find myself, like, if you don't learn from that, you're going to return to that. You're going to come back to it. And, bro, Talk that's what, like, I don't think people are, like, willing to go deep enough I don't think pe- people are willing to look at the reality of what's around them and like be very real and honest with themselves. They'll just mask it with social media posts or, you know, buying something Come X, on. Y, and Z, or, you know, like escaping in some way from just facing the truth of what their situation is. 100%. And if you can, you know, just to be transparent, like, and I'm not going to say who it is, you know, but person in my life that has been, um, you know, having a difficult time they're they're going through a difficult time and uh oh, we got some visitors here what's up guys how's it going um you know if you're if you're going through a difficult time right and um like your natural response to that is to hide to blame other people or you know just in for for example like taking pain medication or 100%. you know uh antidepressants right. or like whatever that you may be prescribed and i'm not saying if you're prescribed something you should stop you taking you your medication um, but what I'm saying is sometimes there are things that you can go through that if your instant reaction is to just suppress that feeling, not feel it, not process it, um, and just mask it with something else, 
you're going to find yourself there again. You're the healing is in the sleepless nights. <laughs> the healing is in the nights where you, 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 you find your boy and you're like, yo, we're going to stay up and talk through this until like we're about to drop out. a bar on you. Like, like the magic that you're looking for is in the work you're avoiding. Come on, Boom, bro. Dude. That's, that's it. it Come on, bro. And that's, that's it. And that's the thing, bro. That work is not easy work, bro. And it's never going to be easy work. I think that we always misconstrue the fact that because we're going through something, our life is supposed to be easy. Mm -hmm. I don't want easy. I just want strength enough to go through the hard shit. Mm -hmm. What does that look like, bro? Like if Jesus Christ died on his cross and was forced to be humiliated, dragged upon, beat up upon, and still died on that cross with a smile on his face, why do you think you're not supposed to go through adversity as if your life is supposed to be perfect? Who made you God? That, bro, the emotion is, is my favorite part of sports. Come Filming on. Sports beyond the highlights and everything. The, the yell after the and ones. Yeah, yeah. Like Come when on. somebody launches a football into the stands after scoring a big touchdown. Yeah. There's, people don't realize what's behind that emotion. Yep. Your whole week, every stressful thing that was inside of you the release just happened. Yeah, that's got goosebumps. I dude, love that moment because, like, that that was your release point. Tell me and what you found your, it. Tell me what your first touchdown at Pitt felt like, bro. What? <laughs> Listen, let me tell. Let me talk to you. Let me talk. Take to me you. through the play and then tell me the emotion. First touchdown, or maybe even just set the stage. I could tell you the exact play. It was a smash concept. We were playing Marshall. I seen the safety lined up inside. Number three, I'll never forget him. He had the bands on his elbows. I'm looking at him like dickhead, lined up inside, and you're going in. I'm going out. <laughs> Set his ass up, ran to the – got plus two into the end zone. Gave him a little head nod. Oh, looked him that way. He thought I was going that way. Dickhead, I'm going over here. Make a, made a right move. Boom. A-stepped it to the corner of the end zone. Caught it. Touchdown. Remember, my man Jiggy came and dapped me up, bro, and I remember saying it? to myself, Nate Peterman. I'll never forget shout it. Shout out. Now, shout out to Nate Peterman, man. I don't know what you got going on, bro. Playing for many blessings for you. Um, but I remember, like, yo, like, I'm here, I'm him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's one thing that, like, how it, it's almost as athletes, like, how do you get back to those type of feelings in your normal life? Bro. Bro, so that was it's, my next thing when I was with the Wild Things. Like, bro, I watched all those dudes retire, and there's mixed emotions. Like, half the dugout's crying, and the other half is like, yep. what's going on with you guys? Yeah. And it's like, the dudes who are like, what's going on with you guys? They have other passions and other things that they love doing outside of the sport. And you're watching everybody else go through identity crisis. Bro. And it's like. That identity crisis is something that people do not understand. <laughs> and, they, and, and if they haven't went through that with a sport, like at a late, like that's the hard part is like a lot of people go through that identity crisis because they stop playing sports after high school. You're still 18. You can still create your life. 100%. You can still re-identify yourself. 100%. But when you're coming out of college at 22, or 24, 25, Five, you 25, were, bro. it's like, bro, that was your life for a quarter of a century. Yes, bro. And now it's like, hey, man, all these guys that stopped playing football when they were 18 and launched businesses and went to school for their specific career and knew what they were, like, weren't focused on workouts, weren't focused on traveling with the team, weren't focused on, like, They've built relationships, you know. You're you're starting from behind. So if you aren't if you aren't planning for when that transition happens, you will be behind. And you know how crazy that feels, bro. Especially if you've done it for seven years. Like I was somebody who, I played football, but I had a job. Mm -hmm. Come on, I'm playing Division One football. I played football, but I got a job. I played football, but I'm also trying to create a nonprofit organization. I played football, but I also got a relationship. 
I realized very quickly that I'm more than the sport that I play, right? Yeah. But here's the messed up part. I felt like I was starting from behind, but knowing that I'm worth so much more than everything else that I'm gonna have to start from, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this thing where they say that you gotta almost eat shit to get to where you're at. And I'm just like, I got to a point where I was like, I've been eating shit my whole life. Why am I still eating shit? Like, when do I make a decision to no longer eat shit and then go and get my glory? Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And that's where I started thinking to myself, like, I'm looking for that touchdown for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, and I realized that it's not only the touchdown, bro. Like, what I miss the most, and I don't know how y'all feel about this, but what I miss the most, bro, is like pregame. Mm. Bro, talk about it. Dude. What I miss the most yeah. is coming through the tunnel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, to be honest with you, the games, bro, like, I don't know about y'all, bro, but I black out. Yeah. Blurs. So, like, I, it's, yeah. yep. it's, I'm out of there. I don't even know I'm there. You know bro. what I mean? It could be a 200,000 fans, and I'm just like, I don't even remember a single one. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because I mean, I played in front of about 1,400, but still to that teach their own. You know what I mean? To each is their own. But, like, <laughs> ultimately, bro, like, you don't remember those things, bro. You just remember being in your most primal element. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. you don't got to think I'm just acting. Mm -hmm. I'm out there getting to it. Boom, boom, right. boom, boom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you if you haven't experienced a, like, really hype pregame locker room <laughs> in your life, I feel bad for you. What? Because there is nothing that you feel like you can, bro, you could be 0-9. And, and there's no man that can And you're me. in that locker room, like, bro. Someone up, bro. Right listen, like, I can't lie to you, Vinny. Devontae Adams said it best, bro. Like, there's like a sense of like your your Dark Vader mask comes over, or you're like, or like you know what I mean? Like your yeah. gladiator mask comes on, bro, and you're just like, bro. Now, Swingman was that was the alternate ego. Come on, like, now I was Logan out at school. But swing was on the field. Bro. That's yeah, your stepper like, moment. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's in that moment, bro. The thing is about football, what I love about football so much is, like, you're just nowhere you can hide. Mm -hmm. No, you're getting exposed. You're getting exposed. Whether on special teams, for whether good or on bad. offense. Like, whether you're it's getting on defense. exposed for what you are or what you're not. And what you're like, not, you bro. Better, and it, and it, you better be it. <laughs> but listen, and if you're not it, you'll find out quick. Yeah. You feel me? And again, bro, like, everybody makes mistakes, bro. Some people get more opportunities than others. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, like... Bro, there's times where I was just like, bro, like, what you did at practice is about to get exposed. And that's yep. what I feel like I didn't understand as a player and I had to understand as a coach. That's why I feel like I got to apologize to a lot of coaches because, like, there's times in practice where you're like, man, fuck this, bro, I'm not doing this. Or, man, I don't want to be here, right? Yeah. But then you get to a game, you're like, why am I playing so sloppy? Right. Like, why am I, why do I not feel like that's, I'm That's one thing I would say differently to myself was I feel like I had an awful attitude about practice mm -hmm. and about, um, like, working out at like because i'm someone who doesn't do well when you tell me i need you here at this time like i know i like i like to be like mo like it's i want to be motivated this is i'm saying i learned how to overcome this right but back then it was like why can't i just work out when i want to work out right why do i have to be here at 6 a.m right why do i have to be here at 5 a.m i'll do this workout later like right. so it's just the negative mindset and it was like the team you know like it was there was, you know, when the season's not going well, you lose the, you know, right. the drive to work out or to stay, you know, in the, in the moment. Interest. But, like, I wish that would be something that I would go back and tell myself, like, dude, give 100% at every practice. 100%. Like, stay after every practice. Put in the work. Like, I didn't have someone chirping in my ear, so it was all on me. Right. Like, I didn't have a trait training me. I didn't have, like... Bro, if, if you had a highlight film it, that someone put together on, like, you know, iMovie at the end of the year, like, that was the coolest moment. 
A lot of the season at D2 and in high school when I played didn't get seen. So it was almost like the whole, you know, they say, like, you know, you you work out behind the scenes so that, like, you know, the success comes from what people don't see. And I'm like, well, shit. The success people aren't even seeing. Like, so it's like why nobody's filming doing? this. Nobody's like capturing this. There was a lot of stuff that I had to work through to find motivation. Right. And I think that's what I'd go back and tell myself is like, don't worry about that because the the stuff, whether it gets seen or not, the the drive that you create for yourself is going to translate into business. It's going to translate into your school. It's going to translate into your relationships. If you have to manufacture that later in life, you're you're again gonna be behind. And that's a fact, bro. And that's why I feel like it's so cliche to say, but your why has to be bigger than your mission. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, though. You have to be your why in order for that mission to be successful. And that's what people don't understand. Because for me, bro, bro so to be real with you, when I lost my mom, bro, like I felt like I lost my why. Like as much as I was determined to go play, I wasn't determined enough to go play for Trey. Mm-hmm. I was only determined because my mom was the thing that I was fighting for. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And that's why I wish that my why became, was me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because although, yes, my mom was my why, but I didn't realize that I was also my why. I was also the reason why I'm out here. I'm also the person, I was also the little kid who said he wanted to be here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to tell my teammates all the time, don't forget about that little kid that said he would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? Like, what would you go back and say to little Trey oh, on his first day of man. football practice? Shit. What would you say? <laughs> to little Trey? Yeah, first day of practice. You just got the pads on for the first time. You probably got the plastic, you know. You know, everyone got like this helmet with the mm-hmm. center bar mm-hmm. to start. The beaker. It was just like, yeah, the mm. beaker. What did I say to Lil Trey? Don't, if, don't be afraid to be you all the time. Like, you don't have to hold back just to make somebody else feel comfortable. You feel me? I feel like there's times where I, I, I let myself not be me just because of somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I felt like I let, like, at times I would take the back seat even though that I was better than that transfer. Mm-hmm. I would take the back seat even though that I know that I deserve that position, right. right? And I was never the one to complain or, or get upset about playing time, bro. I was like, I wanted to show you that I deserved my playing time by my work ethic. And I felt like my work ethic spoke for itself my, my last year, but I didn't get the opportunity that I felt like I deserved. Mm-hmm. And that's okay now being the man that I am. But during that time, I still didn't under, I still don't understand necessarily yeah. because I still feel like I was the better man. Yeah, I went through that too, man. You know what I mean? The, and that's, that's what it is. But younger Trey, I would say to myself right now, if I could go back and talk to younger Trey, is one, that don't hold yourself back for nobody. And two, is that everything is going to be all right even when you don't think it's going to be. Like, bro, like, (laughs) adversity came in my life, bro, from the day I was fucking born. You understand? So for me, it's like, yo, like, make a decision. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, like, make a decision, bro. Like, are you going to fight through it or are you going to sit there and let it just beat you up? There ain't no in-between. So I would tell young Trey, bro, that everything that you think is wrong is going to be all right. And then also, bro, make you your why, bro. Like, you deserve to be bigger than than the current moment that you're feeling, bro. To build off of that, like, Bro, it, it like have fun with that. Have fun like, with this. This is game, your bro. safe place. Right. That's the I wish I would have learned that younger. Because mm-hmm. like sports was where everything goes away. Come on, bro. Wow. Talk yeah. that time. Get to the field earlier because you can yeah. make the problems go away quicker. Stay later because they don't come back as long. Yeah. Like that was bro, the batting cage was my safe place. I used to just be in there for hours because mm-hmm. it's like can't touch me in here. Yeah. Come on, bro. That's something that you just said something so crazy, bro. Cause I'm sitting here thinking, bro, like 
tell, remember, that's the one thing I would say is like, never forget that you are, that you, you set out that goal. Never forget the goal that you set out to do. Never forget the little kid that you are. Because when I forgot about that little kid who loved playing ball, that little mm -hmm. kid who like genuinely was like, yo, I'd be at the practice two hours before everybody's there just working out. And then I'd be there two hours after. I forgot about that. Because you loved it. Because I loved it, bro. I didn't care yeah. about what the coach, bro. I didn't care who the coach was. One time I had a, it was before, <laughs> it was before our senior year rivalry game against TJ. We had a guy <sighs> come in and I don't even know who he was. It was a friend of the coaches. I feel like, so anyways, he, he gave us like a pregame speech and I'll never forget it because uh, like he basically came into the locker room. We're all hyped. We're all ready to go. And like, you know, in those moments, it's like one of those things where, you know, you don't want to bring the energy down. You want to like keep it, it up, right, up right. you know, but he came in there and he was like, I want you all to sit down right now and look at me. And like, and then he was just like, I want you to close your eyes. And so, and if maybe if you're watching this and you're not driving, like do this. Okay. Stop. Like close your eyes. Right. And just think about where you're at right now. Envision all of the things that you had to do to get there. Every rep in the weight room, every time that you had to wake up early, every time you had to eat the meal you didn't want to eat, every time you had to like sacrifice time with your family, every time you, all the things that you had to sacrifice to get to sitting right here. Mm. Now realize that right here is about to be one of those moments in the past. It's, it's not forever. You it's don't get not. to play forever. You don't get to suit up forever. And so if you're sitting here with your eyes closed and you're thinking about all the things that got, here, got you here, now continue to keep your eyes closed and think about what you want. Think about where you want to be. Think about how you want to walk off that field. Think about how you want to walk into that meeting. Think about what you want people to say when you take your last breath here on earth. Okay, now open your eyes and you get to make that happen. You right. that now. opportunity. And you get to live that. That's what's crazy, it's, man. I remember having like, dude, just goosebumps all over because life is so short. And you think about, you know, they say like, yo, you get to watch your life back, you know, life flashes before your eyes, before you die. Like, I don't know where that concept comes from, but think about that, bro. Like, someday, who knows where life takes us? But we're going to look back at this year where we sat together and did a podcast every week, and we're going to go, bro, I'd do anything to just go sit down with you and, and look at each other and go, what are we talking about today? <laughs> like we do every single every week. Every single week. It's, and the, it's, it's the office quote. Andy says, how do you know you're in the good times before they're gone? That's That quote, I didn't know I was like an office fan mm -hmm. until I got to the end of the office yep. when he said that. That, that quote spoke so deeply to me. How do you know you're in the good times before they're already gone? It's something like wow. that. It's like, or he said, I wish I knew. I we wish were in I the knew good we times. were in the good times before they were already gone. Yo, and bro, man. Like this, the, the life you're living right now man. is your good time that you're going to look back on. You're going to forget the pain. This is, goes back to our conversation a few weeks ago. You're going to forget the peaks, what they feel like. You're going to forget the valleys. You're going to remember the good times in the middle. The, the things that made up, you know, your day-to-day. -day. Like, I'd do anything to go back and eat breakfast on Saturday morning with my mom and dad and just be a kid just rolling out of bed. And, like, there was nothing significant about that moment in my uh, life. Facts. But I would return to it in a heartbeat. Can I be Just real? to live bro, it for a second. the locker room. The locker room, bro. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, bro. I don't even miss. Honest to God, I hated practice. I still hate practice. 
But in the locker room, what that thirty minutes before? If, come on, if you bro. have three games left in your season, I want you to go into your locker room this Friday or this Saturday if you're in college or if you're in the pros and you watch this on Sunday or Monday night, Thursday night, whatever days you're playing. I don't know. Max back, Maxion's back, baby. We got Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesdays, football. baby. Let's go. <laughs> I don't care when you're going into this locker room. Pretend like this is the last time that you're gonna get to take that in and watch how your perspective changes throughout the entire game. Don't let yourself lose that perspective when the adversity comes in the game. Don't let yourself, and trust yourself that if you feel led to be a leader on the team, trust yourself because I guarantee you if you're waiting for your coaches to come in and say, you're the leader, right? you're the guy, it's yeah, not gonna ne- happen. It's never gonna and, come. And They're waiting for you coaches, to step up and say, I'm the guy. Those college coaches that they're looking at you, even if they haven't offered you yet, they're waiting for they that moment. They know who you too. are. They're waiting for that moment. But you also got to feel that way in your normal life, bro. It's like, yep. like, are you the guy all the time? Some people are the guy some of the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was my issue. I wasn't consistent enough right. at being the guy. You yep. know what I mean? Like, I was the guy, but I wasn't the guy all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, I needed to be. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, like, with that, bro, like, to be that, like you said, bro, that takes a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these kids, I think a lot of the world right now is missing passion. Mm-hmm. Like, we lost a sense of passion. Yeah. To want to. It's not cool to be passionate about stuff. Bro, and it makes no sense to me, bro, because kids lost so much sense of passion that they can't even, they don't know what it, it feels like to feel like you care. Mm-hmm. They don't have to care. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be one of those old heads that'd be like, this generation is just different. Nah, it's just in the sense of that you guys live a different life than anybody has ever lived. And I can't blame you for living the life that you currently live in any type of way, shape, or form, but find something that you love and love it like you'll never let it go. And that's the thing that makes things different because people don't actually take the opportunity to never let go or not even just never let go. Love it like you'll never let it go. Mm-hmm. I'll say it, Trey. It's these iPad kids. It's cool, bro. <laughs> bro, listen. They get it, that instant sense of dopamine. The only sense of dopamine I had was a sweet spot on a baseball bat, can we, can we? What? Can we teach patience again? <laughs> patience. Like, because patience is so, like, because uh, everything yeah. is so instant, bro. We don't, we're not patient no more, bro. We can't wait for a phone call. I got to call you right now. If I don't get a text back, we're not friends. I'm not going to wait for the playing time. I'm going to just transfer right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, where, what happened to patience? What happened to to learning through time alone? What happened to sitting in re- reflection? Like, I don't feel like kids don't reflect. Bro, it's what we said, They're dude. Like, the, the space where the solution to your problem is, you're running from. Mm. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to get uncomfortable. You got to feel the pain. And if you, like... The deeper the pain that you let yourself feel, doesn't mean you should seek it, but if you're feeling it, you should feel it. It's there in your life. Let Why yourself are you feel masking it? it? It's there. Feel it so that you don't go back there. Talk it. Talk it, Because you're going to go back there if you, like, mask it. And, bro, like, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, bro, and I, I, I think it's time I'll just be honest with everybody, bro. I've been going through some tough things, bro, lately, and I can honestly say, bro, I haven't masked it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's a time and a place, but I know for a fact I haven't masked it. And I'm proud of myself for not doing so, bro, because the old me would have just been like, yeah, like, things are straight. I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, I'll tell you I'm, I'm not okay, but I'll still continue to go about my day. Like, any feeling, I'm done lying to people about my feelings, and I never have in a long time since the day I thought about hurting myself. Like, mm-hmm. what you see is what you get. My emotions are like this at times. Yeah. There's times where I love you to death, and there's other times where I'll be like, that doesn't make sense. You understand? And I feel like I can't, we can't lie to people that we genuinely love. Like, you can't lie about your emotions. Whatever you're feeling is what you're feeling. Whatever you're going through is what you're going through. But here's the difference, though. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. 
Do not let your emotions stop you from getting to your goals. Amen. Do not mm -hmm. let your emotions stop you from getting to your goals. One thing I learned from, you can learn from anybody. You can learn from anybody. I learned this from a friend of mine that needed my help. He said to me, he said, he said, take yourself out of it. Think about that. Take yourself out of it. If you weren't you and you were looking in on what's going on to you, mm -hmm. how yep. would you see it? Yeah. That's different. And that's difficult. That's very difficult because when you're going through it, what's attached to everything that you're going through? Emotion. Mm -hmm. Feelings. Yep. And right? people are so scared of those negative emotions. Come on. Being, yep. I expect you to be frustrated. Come on. If things aren't going the way you want them. I expect you to be expect upset to about be it. But no I doubt. don't expect you to act negatively on those emotions. I Like you have to figure out how to process it. Mm -hmm. 100%. The it's, it's not, 100%. It's not that you're not allowed to be mad. You're not allowed to be angry. You're, you have to just know how to use that energy. And where to put it. Yeah. Well, man, this has been great. I, I want to like wrap this conversation today. I feel like our, so also the funny part of our, our audience is that most people come in because I do uniform mock-ups and then we sit here and talk about shit like this. Hold on. But like, I, oh, are you going to pan over? I don't think you can. <laughs> this guy. I look behind me and it's this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like people follow us for like uniform shit and then we hit them with this. So maybe we should just mention like, hey, the Buccaneers wore creamsicle uniforms and then just so that for the algorithm, creamsicle, 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 creamsicle. Creamsicle uniforms. Creamsicle, creamsicle, creamsicle. We need to do a whole episode. I keep saying this, but we need to do a whole episode where maybe like it could become a segment where we redesign the NFL uniforms one team at a time. So like every episode we start with that or like bring it 100%. in. We need to know from you guys too, like what do you want? Like do you want that? I know a lot of our audience, like I said, is into that. So mm -hmm. how do we implement that? Leave us a comment, let us know. Do you do you want more um, talk like this? We're gonna probably talk about whatever the hell we wanna talk about anyways, but like we still we yeah. still wanna hear what you guys want and figure out how to implement that into the show. So sure. yeah, and tell um, us how these conversations are changing your locker room. Because yeah. you need to be bringing this conversation to your team. Yeah, shoot us a message on Instagram. Trace, Thanks. you know, in his own DMs, I'm on mine. Like, shoot us a message. Like, we want to talk to you guys and, like, help you through stuff. Like, I would have loved to have a podcast like this speaking into what I was feeling as a high school athlete, 100%. as a college athlete. 100%. We didn't have stuff like this. Right. I mean, I know you can get it anywhere right now, but I promise you if you message Ryan Clark, he's probably going to get back to you a little bit slower than we do. That's a, I'm not that's saying a we're the same, but, like, you know, we reach want, out. We want good for you. So, like, if you feel like we could help you in any way, please reach out to us. Reach and out. Let us be there. So, um, I don't know if I have anything else. How about you? I don't, man. I just want to let you guys know, man. If you don't feel love, come get it from here. You know what I mean? Let us actually be there for you. That's the one thing I say that we're a lot different from our other podcasts. A lot of people will say they'll be there for you, but not actually do it. I think we'll do it more than you've ever expected in your life. So, this is episode what, Vinny? I have no idea. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, this is Athletic Aesthetic. And we love you. <laughs>